Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. These are people who like to stand in the outer mm-hmm. in the days before the Chardonnay sipping theatre set took over. Thanks, Rex. And today we crank up the Get This Jukebox and let you have a crack at Richard Marsland's job. I mean, how hard can it be? Mm. Good point, Prime Minister. Tim Zura lifts the lid on the Sheffield Shield. Have you been saying that every day this year? Maybe. OK, we've got a moving and foul-mouthed salute to Amanda Vanstone. You remember her? Who lives in a dungeon and looks like Keith Urban. We'll float some over blown rock video concepts fire up the industrial fans richard what to do when faced with a source bandit we'll pop down to the international high rollers room and find out which country needs a national anthem makeover which french guys look totally cute in a scarf and an hour too author broadcaster he's taller than ed cavalli tony wilson is here was re-roll out the forgotten heroes apparently tony just got into town about an hour ago took a look around see which way the wind blow and uh, we'll be finding out which way in the next hour or two hours, depends where you're standing. It's all coming up on Get This, along with several unconfirmed rumours, outright lies and personal attacks. I'm not interested in personal attacks and we all know what they are. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's better. The Screaming Jets on Triple M. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome aboard wherever you're listening. It's Get This Around the Nation with myself, Tony Martin. Too clever by half. We've got Ed Cavalli. Too cute by half. And Richard Marsland. Too cunning by half. Yes. Hi, everyone. Too cunning by half, Richard. How so? Good point. I've had a great email from uh, Lewis Rydycrofts, and he says, I think Richard is to blame for you guys getting sacked. Mm. The Anne Wills show was cancelled. That's right. You worked on that? That's right. Tough Love was cancelled. You worked on that? Yes. Maybe Richard is moving from show to show, predicting its death, Oscar the Death Cat style. Remember that cat that went around the hospital and Mm. when it curled up next to someone, it means, Mm. you know, numbers up. I guess all I can say to that is, uh, Rich, please apply for a job on Friday Night Downloads. (laughs) (laughs) That's my next move. I have, I have, I am concerned that possibly I am the kiss of death. Yeah. That I am taking it, that I have. Well, the sex show got it. Uh, yeah, the sex. sex show gone? A show about sex got axed. On the, on the poison chalice, you know? Look at that. Look at that happen. With sure. all the knowledge in my mind, how did the sex show get axed? That's so true. <laughs> we'll ask But Bessie the stage Bardo. show was fantastic. Is Bessie Bardo coming in for a reunion before we sign off? I don't know. She Do might that? be doing the Late Date Show in the round, um, which is the Arena hey? Spectacular. Hey. And once she's finished her run with that... Hey, hey, fellas. Maybe we'll get it in. I don't know. I haven't uh, talked to Bessie for a while. All right. Okay. Now, as you know, we're replaying stuff that people have requested. Uh, I haven't heard any of today's replays. I haven't had a chance to check them because I've been bunkered down, bunkered down with Matt Dower. Who presumably now is being kept in some dungeon without electricity or air, tapping out Morse code. That's true. Very true. Yeah. Free Matty D. We've what? been uh, cranking out our fifth podcast for the week. That's going up today. Good on you, Tone. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to... We will get to that photo of Matt Dower next. I know what you're going to do there. But, you know, people are asking for stuff I don't remember us doing. Uh, Tim M of New South Wales says, I'd like to hear the clip of Amanda Vanstone as Tony Soprano talking about Christmas Island. Why did we do that? What was that about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it must have been a late one. 
I think the premise was that we were allowed to use Paul Bongiorno's voice. Yes. But the legal department weren't letting us use... Amanda Vanstone. No, Vanstone. The clips of Amanda Vanstone. Yeah. So we got an actor in. Must have been Tony Soprano. Uh. I see. But I think all of the dialogue that he says is word for word actual Amanda Vanstone. And steering the legislation through those rocky shoals is our guest. Welcome back, Amanda Vanstone. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's great to be here. I love this Well, just uh, wearing your multicultural affairs hat, um, are you concerned that the foiled bomb plot could fuel an anti-Muslim okay. backlash okay. in Australia? Okay, first up, do I look like I'm wearing a f***ing hat to you, Paul? Well, is that a hat up there? Uh, That's my f***ing hair. I'm Amanda f***ing Vanstone, right? So I want some f***ing respect from you when you talk to me on your little show. Multicultural f***ing hat. I don't know what that shit means. So, you know, you keep your little hat remarks to yourself, okay? On Friday, former head of the National Crime Authority, Peter Ferris QC, said it was time to call a spade a spade oh, yeah, right. and realise that terrorists will come from okay. within the Muslim Paulie. community. <laughs> Paulie, am I calling uh, a spade a spade? When did I say that? Just uh, I, I didn't say any of that shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, we just I mean, I'm a man of man stone. You think I uh, sit around coming up with little, uh, you know, spade bon mots for you f***ing journalists to f***ing talk about? I don't know where you get that from. He wants a national ID card with a person's religion on it. Here's something of what he said. What's the point of searching a little old lady pensioner from Nunawading when uh, there's half a dozen Muslims okay. getting on the plane? Right, cut that off. Okay, you get on a plane, right? You see some Muslim guy, right? You see some little old lady. You know what I see? I see competition for the buffet. That's what I fucking see, right? You let me at those fucking sandwiches, whatever you got. Any kind of little food that's in a packet, leftovers. I'll take anything, right? Just let me get my fucking snout in the trough. That's what I okay, want. Okay, well, moving on to... I'm on a flight, okay? Well, Liquids. Keep your fucking liquids. Uh, Give me solids. Just uh, one point. I understand that uh, Family First may be interested in uh, an okay. amendment what, that would see... Not, listen, uh, I, I don't have time for this shit. You, you got some fucking good questions there, Paulie? Uh, boat people sent not to Nauru, but okay. to uh, Christmas right. Island. Christmas Island. Listen to me, Paul. I don't even know where the fuck this place is. Christmas Island. What, a seasonal island? What, is it fucking Christmas there all the fucking time? It's like Willy Wonka town. I'm telling you, Christmas Island, birthday mountain. Minister, time for a break. All right. Now we have a break. Uh, we see what a f***ing idiot you are, Paul. Think well, I don't know what you're f***ing doing. I come on your little show. You ask your little f***ing questions. I see you with f***ing Tony Abbott. Oh, yeah, I got all the f***ing small questions. Let me ask you this f***ing small guy. I'm Amanda f***ing Vanstone. You think you can take me down? Well, you take a f***ing shot at me, okay? You just take a f***ing because I'm a big f***ing lady. Thank you very much for joining us today, Immigration Minister Amanda Vanstone. Don't make me sit on you. Okay. Very unnecessary. Mm. Highly unnecessary. Music, please, Mr Marsden. A triple M. Let's get this. Next up, something else. <laughs> is this the special mix? Uh, might be. Oh, I hope it is. Matchbox 20. Of the end of the world But it's feeling just like every other morning before Now I wonder what my life is gonna mean if it's gone The cars are moving like a half a mile an hour And I started staring at the passengers waving goodbye Can you tell me what was ever really special? 
special about me all this time But I believe the world is burning to the ground Oh well, I guess we're gonna find out Let's see how far we come, come, come Text me, officer. Sorry. Matchbox 20, of course it is, with additions from Police 10-7, now seen on Fox 8. Ooh. What an achievement for the team here at Get This. <laughs> I always wonder, Triple M. if there was a way for that drunk to hear himself back now, mm. it would be quite bizarre. Because for him, Tony, if you think about it, mm. all he's done, gone and got into a dodgy car in Matter Matter, yes. uh, driven to a bloke's house, someone's <laughs> threatened to pair him back for fuddling with his missus. He's tripped over a bin. And he's got this other life. He's got this other life on our radio show. Yes, That's right. And now he's up front with Rob Thomas. He, he thought that because his face was pixelated, he was safe. He's not. You got to pixelate your voice too. That's right. That's right. You, you, you got to get a voiceover guy to do all your voices. Assault officer. Assault. Pete Smith style. Oh, Pete. There's someone else we should get in. Yes, before genius. We man. wind up. But hey, let's quickly though just get onto the internet. Okay. All right. Some dialogue. I mean. Literally, oh. Richard. But there thanks for the uh, thanks for the help there. That's yeah. That's the sound of the dial-up. Mm. Remember the dial-up? Nope. I'm still using the dial-up. Yeah. No one else is. It's super fast. It's faster than broadband now. It's not, Tony. I just want to see what the IT people do. Look, Tony. You know? Just because everyone got a car 
and started driving on roads, that doesn't mean the horse and cart oh, off to the side of the d- road is now beating them. Horse and cart will be back before you know it, you I'm see, telling you. You see the Penfolds horse and cart go through the city? <laughs> Slow as. <laughs> All right, when they have the Penfolds Grand Prix, though, <laughs> we'll be laughing then. Okay, we're on the internet, are we? Yeah. Uh, now, we've been so busy. Obviously, we get emails. I have to read four or five hundred a night. You do, Tony. It takes me about four hours. Worth it, though. So It is worth it because they're all gold. But as a result, I haven't really been on the internet to see what's going on there. Oh, okay, great. Who has put up this Save Get This website? I know you've got all the various factions and armies, the Simon Heavy crew, the That's Facebook right. the, people. The, the MySpace people, people. The Facebook The Orcs. People. It's guys and dolls. Is the, it someone the called elves. Karen Summers? I don't want to get the names wrong. Please send in your names and we'll read them out properly. I was but, hoping that we might meet her at the rally. I'm... Oh, really? Well, you know, like, <laughs> yep, there t- we touch, go. Touch base and do an up no, top. Stop, t- stop saying in a touch and up top. <laughs> stop trying to touch up top. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic, that site. The Save Get This website and the biographies they've done for us and the links to things yeah. on YouTube, which I'd forgotten about. It's got me doing the uh, crazy uh, Car City Eyes thing oh, on the Late Show. Oh, so okay, I've got I a link that. to that. Yeah, it's very good. And they've also got a link to a sketch from the Late Show called The Whinging Pom. Have you seen that? Yes. It's a pub, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an ad for a pub, a British-themed pub. And if you read the comments on YouTube, there's quite a lot of English people arguing about whether the sketch is racist or not. Oh, well. <laughs> and it's just us sitting around doing dodgy English accents. And I'm going, what was that about? What were we thinking? Why did we do that? Mm. And then I remembered it was a send-up of an ad that used to be on. Oh, right. There was exactly like that <laughs> for something called the UK Majestic Club in Melbourne, where if it's okay by you, it's UK by us. <laughs> So this is 15 years ago, so we've done a send-up of that, but now everyone's forgotten that ad, <laughs> and it just looks like the most racist sketch ever. I <laughs> mean, um, you know, Reiki, that's up there, but the bios and the, and the information... Yeah, what's on they, there, Tony? Well, you just yeah, go to the Ed right. Cavalry page. Oh, look at this. They've made a sort of it. database of things we've learned about Ed from listening to the Get This podcast. Now, you need to confirm whether this is accurate or not. you know what, Tony? Because when we started this show, one of the things you told me was, don't be afraid, just be yourself and say things that are true. (laughs) Is this the bit where it bites me in the arse? Well, we'll Uh, find out. Is that where we are? We will find out. Uh, When Lockie Hume popped in, we discovered that Ed worked at Blockbuster for eight years. Eight and a half years. Said that Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke was one of the most stolen rentals. Was, yep. Okay. Uh, in podcast 19, Ed returned to the fold after his European jaunt. Mm-hmm. When, to- uh, when While Turkish porn was discussed, mm. Ed insisted he didn't get any action a la Euro trip. Oh, okay. I didn't get any Euro. That's right. true. I didn't, get, I didn't get any in Europe yeah. last year. But plenty of Turkish porn. Heaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in podcast 30, Ed was concerned about whether he looked gay as Gus in the newly minted KFC ad campaign. I think history's told us that I look massively gay. Yeah. It was also revealed that he might eating the burger yep. due to Tony's keen observation of the lens used in <laughs> filming. I think it was the two mil. Was, you were yeah. on the two mil lens, the most fish eye known to man. Yeah. And you just, if you look at it on YouTube, it's just <laughs> not actually touching. <laughs> Teeth aren't actually touching the burger. No. wonder why he got the ass from that one. Oh. And Richard didn't even have a cameo in it. <laughs> That's no, so true. Nowhere to be seen. In yeah. podcast 137, Ed's ongoing viewings of Antiques Roadshow have enabled him to pick how old antique furg- furniture is and its origins. Is that true? Those skills are keeping yeah, yeah. up? Yeah, uh, I can tell what's been turned in Belgium. Uh, <laughs> I can tell when something's going to have a hidden flower tray, rich, <laughs> Louis XIV style. <laughs> Don't even ask me about teddy bears. You want to pop down to the record library here at Triple M. <laughs> There's stuff oh, yes. in there. 
if it's old, if it's an old teddy bear and it's lost an eye and yeah. it smells horrible mm. and it looks like it's just been kicked, mm. you know, through the dirt for ages, it's mm. probably worth about six thousand pounds. That's the rule of thumb. If you've got a toy at home and it scares children, <laughs> take it in. Worth some cash. How much would you value this album by quarter flash at, Mr. Cavalli? Harden my heart. Any ideas? Uh, I... <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not going to read all of it out. No, I won't read. Okay. This has got, well, less mention of boobs than the previous two entries. Uh, in Podcast 139, Cavalli reveals he had obtained an art history degree from university in under four and a half years instead of three. Big this time. means he is qualified to look at things, those things up on the wall with boobs in them. <laughs> That's right. Old boobs. That's four and a half years of study. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. His now not-so-secret skill... I know why all the wangs are really small in uh, Roman paintings and stuff. <laughs> the wangs. Yeah, like, you know, Michelangelo's <laughs> David. Whenever you look at it, oh, right. giant bloke, yep. giant hands, tiny wang. That's and right. And you think it's, well, David, it's not... I, I wouldn't no, let yeah. them make a statue of me. That's why the Mona Lisa's <laughs> smiling. If, uh, <laughs> if it was going to be, you know, tiny wang time. But the reason that they did that... <laughs> Was to try and focus on the hands and the feet to show that kind of power. It's yeah. really well, cold. And David had a great personality, though. You're knocking him too much for his wang. He had a really big car, too. Okay. That's the wang quota for this break, according to Nikki Hamilton. Ed's not-so-secret skill is knowing if a neighbourhood uh, knowing if a neighborhood cat will allow itself to be patted via its body language. Three last night. Three, three cat neighbourhood cats last night. The best haul I've had uh, in St Kilda in Melbourne. Lovely. They were loving me. On fences. I spotted one, Rich. It looked like a possum from far away, yep. but you've got to know the ears. I went up there, lovely tabby, scratch on the cheek. Oh, they love the ears. Cheek. You yeah. call that, what a haul. Yeah. Fantastic. In podcast 140, it was revealed that Ed is happy to be called an engorged man brute due to his height and pulling power on Thank God You're Here, but he doesn't like to be known as a float. <laughs> a Mardi Gras float. A parade float. If you've seen any floats, it's not the look I'm going for. You know who? I, you know what I'm talking about? Men riding the giant, you know what? That is a great insult, though, isn't it? The guy's a goddamn parade float. <laughs> Okay, so that's pretty much all true. Right, I'm happy with that. Time. All right, well, we can endorse that website then. Thank you very much. Get SaveGetThis.com. And please send in your names, creators and organisers, mm. and we'll mention you, but please, I think Nikki has actually run out of fingers. Uh-oh. She's holding up one of Cecilia's Her unborn hands. child is now holding up fingers for <laughs> us. Right. Great job. Really putting in. Next up, something else on Triple M's Get There. Dancing in the Dark. That'd be Bruce Springsteen around the nation on Triple M's Get This thanks to the Nissan Navarro. Oh, oh wow. Power. Ooh. Yes. Isn't it muscly and yeah. yet curvaceous at Ooh. the same time? Other vehicles in the same class corner like a dog on Lino, but the Nissan Navara <laughs> is all across cornering, pulling power, the China Hutch. The beverage holders, Tony, tell me more about the beverage holders. I can't tell you much more except that there's four of them. I mean, that. I mean, I would have thought Man. one would have been enough, maybe another one in the back. They've gone up. Wherever you reach, you want to have a beverage waiting. Yes. I've got it covered. Just to grab your flagon of mead. <laughs> it's mead compatible. <laughs> oh, hello, listeners. Hello, Tony. Mr. <laughs> Howard, what are you doing here? Hey, you've been a big fan of Ed Cavalli's work over the year, haven't you? Tony, I'm not going to give any commentary. I'm using my valuable time on this uh, worthy program. Yeah. I'm not going to give commentary on what other people have said. All right, well, okay. Let the listeners speak because they love some of your regular segments, Ed, and... <laughs> they do, the Tim Zura gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you read actual... Now, I want to point out, none of this is exaggerated no or edit- change. Yeah, no... Oh, well, there's a slight editing 
taken place, but nothing's been added. No. These are, these are the words uh, from Zura's head, then his mouth said them, yeah. then someone's written them down for him. And what's and, the name of the book again, if people are looking for it? Tim Zura, my story. The gloves are off. Now for the facts. All right, let's have another reading. I now know the reasons behind the conspiracy to remove me from the Western Warriors. The events which have unfolded since Vintage Crop won the Melbourne Cup on the first Tuesday of November 1993 have been pieced together by whacker officials and used as ammunition against me. <laughs> Just as the Irish Stayer was crossing the finish line at Flemington, the WA cricket team touched down at Melbourne Airport to prepare for our second Sheffield Shield match of the season against Victoria at the MCG. After dinner that night, Tom Moody, Jeff Marsh, Damien Martin and myself had a quiet drink at the bar in the restaurant. During our conversation at the bar in Melbourne, I asked Martin why he did not attend the barbecue I had organised. Martin shocked us all when he said, I was never going to go to your place because of that bitch of yours. I knew she'd be there. I was stunned. I said, what was that? You heard me. That bitch, that slag of yours would be there, he replied. I saw red. I grabbed Martin by the throat and told him when oh, and told him all about it when Moody grabbed my arm and pulled me away. I thought long and hard about what Martin said that night and still don't fully understand it. <laughs> and thus spake Timmy Zura. Wow. And I love how there's always um, plots against him. It seems people are always scheming and plotting. <laughs> it's an Oliver Stone expose. Uh, what is going on out on the internet now, Mr. Mars? You're talking that, about savegetthis.com. That's a great website. Wonderful website, and the forums are just magic. Oh, I'm too scared to go onto the forums. Well, there's a whole thread about do the guys ever come on here oh, slash know about it. Okay. And we know about everything. <laughs> We're on there trolling. We're on Facebook poking people we don't even know. <laughs> Um, but uh, underneath the thread, how do we know that they are already some members under some alias? Oh, yeah. Some, this is uh, from uh, No Respect writes, uh, Richard could be here with his shoe cam, donkey in tow, and lotion on the ready for all we know. <laughs> then Insider uh, types in, Too true, the lotion provides Marsland with a disguise that is unnoticeable by even the most advanced forms of detection. No Respect fires back, so even Karl Stefanovic's advanced senses would prove useless. <laughs> Munto writes, it depends on the extent on the lotion's absorbance. Also, if things dry out, the lotion dries and becomes crusty and can disable the cogs of Stefanovic. Deadbeat writes back, I'm fairly sure his saliva glands, or at least what we humans call saliva glands, are actually mini lubricant reserves, allowing him to stay lubed up in more heated climes. If you see anyone on the forum mention, no, suggest reverse cowgirl, I would suspect Richard. Wow. That's our listeners right Do you, do you notice how no one uh, ends their post with, gotta go, girlfriend's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> no one ends it with, straight ahead. Uh, here's what we're going to do now, just have a quick uh, recall of some of your fine work in the Crime Watch segment. Oh, yeah. Just a quick clip here. The duct tape bandit. Ooh. Did you see him on no, the news? What's he up to? This is a bloke in uh, Kentucky who's decided to rob a liquor store by just winding duct tape round and round and round his face, really? leaving just eye holes and mouth hole. Okay. He's gone in. He's been laughed at by everyone in the store. Oh. He's been tackled by people still laughing. <laughs> They've taken off the duct tape. His face is just a mass of rashes. He's been photographed. Everyone's had a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. You think that'd be the end of the story? It's pretty much open and shut case. This one. Next day, the guy appears on the news to deny that he was the duct tape bandit. <laughs> now he's put about three inches of pancake makeup on his face to cover the injuries, and then he's doing some kind of rapping to camera moves. Oh, he's gangster. Have a listen to this. I look like a duct tape bandit, baby. I'm not no duct tape bandit. You hear me? Live one on one, ass in the turkey. You know this is not me. 
Now look, do the math, do the homework, man. Yeah, see, I've done both the math and the homework, and you're the same bloke! <laughs> this is in the photo they just showed. Why would you deny it? On what grounds is he denying it? Yes, I was in a liquor store. Yes, I had my face covered in duct tape. Yes, I was trying to steal bottles of whiskey. But that don't make me no duct tape bandit. Mm-mm. You don't know me. Mm-mm. Okay. Is this good, Charlotte? It is indeed a bit of misery here at Triple M. And then we'll be back with overblown rock video concepts. Thank you very much. Good Charlotte. A bit of misery there. Uh, it's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Uh, podcasts. Ooh. One went up last night. That'd be your uh, 150. Oh, the Ooh. Jubilee. <laughs> it's got a lot of piss farting around in it, I will say that. Sure it does. Uh, Richard Marsland's summer fashion hints are there. That's well, a lot. I actually don't remember that. Uh, that's um, when you provided me with a script yeah. that I hadn't seen. I hadn't read it out. <laughs> now I remember. You actually wrote that yourself. Peter Rosethorn's on board. Uh, oh, all kinds of things. Kids like booze. Don't remember that. Going up today, we have one with Jane Kennedy oh, and man. Alan Bro, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm out of here. Okay, lots going on. Okay. We're going to change the format of the show slightly today. What? Let's get up Talkback Mountain right now. Come on, everybody, everybody, everybody. Okay, we're up there. Now, that, that's my favourite Talkback Mountain theme. This is the uh, Get This Jukebox. How does this work? Well, Tone, uh, people like hearing our clips and via the email and stuff like that. The little yeah. grabs, you know, how come and all different mm, stuff like mm, that. Mm, mm, now, when we finish at the, uh, you know, the end of whenever it is, mm, I haven't checked my emails. The 23rd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Best not to, I find. <laughs> then, uh, you know, these clips will be off into off into the ether. We won't yeah, be able to right. hear them again. Right, we right. choose every day. Now we're going to throw it open to the listeners. Yeah. Listeners, which clip would you like to hear yeah. today, right okay. now? And we're doing it early because we think it's going to take a while, A, to sift through the fruit that Cecilia has to <laughs> has to uh, sit through. And thank you for that. And uh, and B, to load them up. Rich has got to load them up. All right. Just give him a test now, just off the top oh. of your head. Yeah, good, actually. Which would you like to hear? Uh, I mean, I always like to hear a bit of uh, the Venga bus. The oh, Venga bus. That's, that's always How been my How quickly can you bring it up, Mr. Marsden? Like this. With no rehearsals. Two, three, four. The Venga bus is coming and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. Yeah, that sounds good, but didn't Ed Cavley do an even better version of that? Have you got that one there, Rich? Or have you accidentally, unquote, erased it? Venga bus is coming and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. Okay. It's very... This is... It's very what, Richard? It's very Mr. Humphreys. Is that what you were implying? From north to Ibiza. It's very very swishy is what I'm saying. All right, then. You? (laughs) We can both do it in the club if you want. See what gets the kids going more. I'm happy. I'm busy cupping guys, apparently, in a scab for evening with Dicko. I'll go to EOS with you right now if you want. Okay. All okay. of that requires explanation <laughs> that we don't have time for. Call us now, one triple three five three, with your idea for something you'd like to hear that we've played on this show, like yeah. a clip, not a whole sketch, not no. something that goes no. three minutes. 
A oh. quote, a clip, some wrecks, a song, whatever you'd like. Okay, and in the well, meantime... Maybe not a song. <laughs> I mean, not a song, because we've got Steve Earle coming up, and okay. I think that goes longer than Inagata DeVita. But mm. uh, here's what we're going to do. One triple three five three is the number. Uh, mm-hmm. While we're sifting through that, I mentioned Alan Bro. He's oh, always oh, great man. on the show. He, he's vibey. He's a good sound, your Alan Bro. Mm. He was in here one day when... Well, I think this is self-explanatory. <laughs> Somehow, Ed Cavalier, without the knowledge of anyone else on the show, has no, been sneaking no. round to the Come promotions department. We thought it was just the usual perving at the women there. Yeah. Okay, but no, on. no. Hang on a He's actually getting some kind of TV ad together. Now, we don't have permission to do this. We don't even have a budget. No, we have nothing. And okay, what okay. is the crazy <laughs> okay. basis for it? We have no money, but we have a dream and a lovable bunch of misfits. <laughs> That's absolutely My right. uncle owns a theatre. Oh, All right. right. Okay, bang. It's, it's a ragtag <laughs> fleet. It's in a theatre. All right? It's yep. in a theatre. Yep. Okay, so this is the idea, Alan. So we're going to film uh, a film clip. Richard and I are going to write a power ballad, yeah. uh, but we're not going to write the whole thing. What we need is for the listeners to uh, help us out with some lines when we get back from the break. Oh. This is the kind of thing How that we're aiming... complicated. I thought like the... this was all going to be done over the break. Tony, just go with me, okay. all right? You just stay up taping late line and let Richard and I look after the song. Alan, We, because it's a television ad, yes. we get to have a film clip for it. Now, the original basis that we're going for is Abba's Give Me, Give Me a Man After Midnight. Oh, because you see, our favourite type of video clip in here mm. is one where it depicts the recording of the single itself. I Everyone's in the recording stuff. studio, yeah. pointing oh. at buttons, mm. sliding faders, going, yes, that sounds great. Nodding yes. at bass lines. Yep. That's the kind of thing we're looking for. W- Womack and Womack teardrops. Yeah, sort of, um, and know. I think every little thing she does is magic by oh, the police has a bit yeah. of that, yes, or do 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 has a bit of that. They're in the studio wearing straw hats and dancing along Something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Okay, yeah. so that's one end of the spectrum. Oh, okay, so there's obviously disagreement so about that. The, no, I'm assuming this is if we have no budget at all and we can only film in a recording studio. Exactly. You're saying open it up a bit. Yeah. What other styles of classic rock video should we emulate? Like on Flying Foxes, living on a prayer style. Like Holiday Road, where he's in the classic, the office has turned into a prison, Yeah. and then I've got to break out so I can get with the ladies. That's oh, kind of fucking Holiday Road. Yeah, that's nice. Or or something darkness style where you're just standing on a cliff, fantastic yeah, guitars with that. the wind. Yeah. So good. Was only a feeling. I, I was thinking, um, member word up by Cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and they were all there at a crime scene, and they were all wearing giant cod pieces. <laughs> and the guy who ended up playing Geordie LaForge, I think it was on Star Trek, turns up, <laughs> and then as a policeman, rips his, some of his clothes off and starts dancing. Oh, now, this is now good stuff. Velcro clothes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Velcro, yeah, note to self, Velcro clothes. Okay. What about some uh, angels a la, you know, Total Eclipse of the Heart, including an angel that just leaps across the room for no reason? Oh, oh, yeah. like, or what about Prince style when doves fly, oh. atmospheric bathtub, dubs flying? Oh, oh but shot good. on video. Not on yeah. film. Oh, no, no, not on no, video. Yeah, shot with, on video. With the sort of um, Vaseline filter over it. Oh, very much so. And all three of you are in the bath. Okay, where doves fly across. So what we got here, we got okay. doves, bath, beta cam, vas filt. Yep. Is that what we're talking? <laughs> and Velcro clothes. And Velcro clothes. What about right. uh, Urban Decay? You need some Urban oh, Decay, a la oh, yeah. Ice House Crazy. Oh, oh yes. yes. Flaming barrels. Nice. Flaming, flaming barrel. braziers. Yes. Yeah. Dragon were constantly on a building site, warming their hands around a flaming yeah. brazier. Yeah, or you could go really Aussie, a la Ice House, yeah. Great Southern Land style, yeah. shoot at Uluru. Yes. Oh. With just you guys with Uluru in the background, and just you can see a bit of police intervention oh. going on behind you? If, oh, if yeah. it's going to be Ice House, what about uh, live sort of style at the ARIA Awards 
uh, Ivor Davies trapped in a cube made of fluorescent light tubes. Yes. It's oh. so cold inside the ice house. <laughs> oh, I know. And, and while we're on that style of thing, how about computer games by MySex? Oh, yeah. With them playing and then suddenly cutting to really crap old Pong-style computer yes. stuff yes. of them right. driving down a road having a car accident. But somebody has to laugh like in the song People by MySex. Ha, ha, ha. For no reason. <laughs> I think put laughing down, please. Laughing like the doves. That's what makes the doves fly. Someone goes, ha, 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 and the doves take off. It's a lot to squeeze in in 30 seconds. Have we missed anything, Rich? And let's just get Nick Kershaw chroma key suits off the table because that'll be the first one. He's done it. He was the best. You can't top that one. Good stuff. Running, someone, uh, someone Running. watching someone with binoculars. Yes, uh, there's a Spandau Ballet video. Okay, um, communication. Right, communication. Well, someone's watching someone with binoculars. Then there's a bit of running to yes. try and yeah. catch them, and they ride off on a motorcycle. Yes. A woman oh, on the back. The motorcycle's good. Washing a car, slow motion, a la Peter Andre. I believe oh, it's give me a little sign. Give me a little sign. Yeah, they're yeah. washing a car and having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, frolicking and washing in the days before water restrictions. Mm. Can we do that these days? <laughs> no, you just to do it with a bucket. But okay. I mean, there's fun in that as well. <laughs> I mean, bucket you fun. with oversized buckets. Hey, oh Richard. my god! So many good ideas. <laughs> okay, we're back live now. I'll get this on Triple M. You know, I knew something was up when they never got back to us about that ad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll be needing a full campaign <laughs> this time of the year. I'm still going to make that clip. I'm sure you are. For me album. Maybe some bagpipes like this would be the go. <laughs> I think this is... Oh. Steve Earle. This is the song they sing in the sales department. Yeah. And they're sending you up. Yeah, I know. There we go. Try yourself, Steve Earl. <laughs> Come on, matey, crank it up. We've got callers waiting. One triple three five three. Well, my name's John Lee Pettimore. <laughs> okay, thank you. Pens down, Steve Earl. Let's get this on Triple M around the nation, throwing the show together. On the run, the listeners are on board and they're playing our panel operator like a like an old piano today. <laughs> It's the Get This Jukebox. It's your chance to hear some of our clips before they're, well, put out for the recycle bin. Mm. You know, you might want to hear. How come? You could want to hear. Or you might just want to give someone. One right up the bracket. (laughs) It sounds like he's going to die at the end of that sentence. (laughs) Right up the bracket. Okay, who is on the line and what do they want to hear in Cavalier? G'day, Josh. G'day, g'day. What do you want to hear? Rex is just a little sand grab. Yeah. Yeah, Rex. Well, see, let's see what we can do. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Ah, uh, that's the... Excellent, excellent. That's the short one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. We've got time for anything longer. Yeah. Oh. Where's that one about... Do you like the one where he's born and spawned in Bay 13? Oh, I can, I can identify it with, with as well. I was just in Bay 14, just to the left of him a bit. Were you really? <laughs> yes, yes. And um, no, I know Julian Wiener as well. Do you know oh, Julian yeah. Wiener? Yes, I, I played cricket with his son. What? Son of Wiener? Son of Wiener, yes. What was son, What was uh, Wiener's son called? Brett Wiener. Brett Wiener. He's How was he? He's a pretty boy. And he goes to school a, as well. Yeah, but, um, bit of a pretty boy. I thought he, he might is, be. You know, the golden locks. And yeah, the long, long locks. Beautiful moustache. Oh, God. Yeah, that guy. I just needs a good firm talking to. Now, I am really concerned, not for my future, because Lynn and I have mapped that out, and that's private, thank you very much. 
But I'm concerned for the game and the next crop of broadcasting puppets. Puppets! Yes, you ferret, who had to try for six hours to talk up a game that has become boring and far-fetched from the good old-fashioned spirit of Aussie rules. Here we go. Up a notch. I was born and spawned on this game in Bay 13, selling and eating Dixie ice creams, and then through guts and hard work, ran onto this great arena. Oh, I've been flying back against the wall. Exhausting. All right, I hope that's helped, Josh. Who is next? G'day, Emily. How are you? Oh, hi. Um, I want to hear that really crazily fast song that Richard sang, the Mingo theme. Oh, Ooh. the theme to Triple M's Mingo. You can win a grand day. What the hell? It's Triple M's Mingo. <laughs> All you have to do is play a little game we have. It's called Mingo. Musical bingo on the radio is the way to go. It'll help with your cash flow and you'll have that winning glow. Listen weekdays from 9 for Triple M's Mingo. Listen to the songs when you hear them call us up and say bingo. Bingo! bingo. Nothing could be easier every workday. We will boost your pay when we give the cash away. Woo! That's the name of the easy little game called Mingo. Bingo! Triple M! Oh, don't try and dance <laughs> God, to thank that. Thank you so much. I hope you weren't dancing, Emily. <laughs> I was dancing. Uh, giving myself the stitch. <laughs> Who's next? Thanks, Emily. G'day, Ben. How you going, guys? Uh, excellent. What would you like to hear? Well, first, I'd just like to say thank you because I'm going to North Sumatra to do a month of conservation work, so I won't get to hear from you guys again. So your only listener with a girlfriend will no longer be listening. <laughs> oh, that's tragic. <laughs> Send us in a photo as proof, though. <laughs> oh, well, she does burp a lot, so she might be inflatable. Fantastic. Okay, <laughs> doing, I'm sure she's doing gear. We'll be happy to hear that's been mentioned on national radio. What would you like to hear, sir? Oh, I'd like to hear Ed being electrocuted. Ed being electrocuted can do. Uh, step four, leave the controller to the chopper at least five metres far away. Now, the antenna's currently touching. Ah! <laughs> He's electrocuted <laughs> What happened there? Ow! <laughs> uh, has that made your day? Oh, it's fantastic. Thanks, guys. All okay, right. well, thanks for listening, Ben. Good on you. Have, uh, bring us something back that's Sumatran. G'day, Dane. How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys going? Ooh, uh, good, thanks. Uh, what would you like to hear? Uh, I'd like to hear Tony's version of um, the All Together Now theme. Ah, oh, no. Now, do we have that... Uh, That's not in, it's never been in the computer. <laughs> well, then, uh, there's only... To do a lot. Yesterday was it so long. And, <laughs> and all the song. <laughs> and a photograph of you singing the blues. <laughs> Nothing comes easy. Everybody. Trying to get it all together now. Yesterday was a memory. <laughs> Rock and roll never forgets, forgets or regrets. Nothing comes easy. Everybody trying to keep it all together now. One of the crowd, shout it out loud. All together now. I'm sure there's more verses. Beautiful. We're exhausted in here. That was beautiful. Thanks, Thank you Dane. very much, Dane. Nice talking <laughs> to Time you. Time for our lie down. <laughs> We've got room for one more oh, explosion. Man. What's it going to be? Uh, we'll have to do this again. Sorry, everyone, we couldn't get to. We'll do it again next week. G'day. We will. We've got two more weeks. G'day, Robert. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Excellent. Tired, but excellent. What would you uh, like to hear? Well, mine's a simple one, short and sweet. I'd like Richard to do his cacophony of all those arugas and other uh, similar sounds. Oh, so you'd like him to push all the buttons at once? <laughs> See how I go. Give it a crack, Rich. Okay. Too cute by half. Right. The man who's on. Okay. 
We're exhausted in here. Could that be a ringtone? I think it could be. <laughs> be a very confronting one, but maybe we can do it. Yeah, can even, do. Right. Even a doorbell with something be something. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, yeah, maybe that's what happens at Richard's house. That's another story. Oh, we're going to yeah. put the. Are we ever going to get to the bottom of that? Oh, yeah. last show, I reckon. We're doing the OB from there. Robert, I've uh, installed a bunch of cameras in Richard's house, unbeknownst to him. So uh, next week we're going to. Unleash the footage. I'll be watching the feed. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, thanks, everyone. We will have to do that again. Absolutely good yeah, fun. Well done, Rich. Still some great people. I know a lot of David Dickinson fans are being turned away today, but, hey, lot to get to in the next hour. He's back, Tony Wilson. Get this. I have been surprised by the level of public disquiet. It's turned out to be much greater than I expected. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. There must be a Melbourne Cup on somewhere. By the step and the board because I'm gonna Come on, Rich, let's cross to the Melbourne Cup every day. Let's just do it. There must be one. I love it. I love checking in with correct weight. Yeah, I know you do. the all clear. You certainly do. Gates are open. They certainly are. Lights look, on. Who's come in? It's Tony Wilson. Look. Good to see you. Back on the show, possibly for the last time. I'd say it will be. Yeah. What a sad bit of news a few months ago. Yeah. I had the uh, flag out the front at half-mast for a few months. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I'm uh, celebrating all the gags one by one still. We've got a little you? baby. I give her a bath each night. And uh, I've got ducks. She loves the ducks. Oh, oh yeah. Nine right. months old. So she, uh, we do pe- people want ducks. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's people right. want ducks. That's right, Silo. <laughs> that's a man who's been a regular contributor to the show. Mm. And you were asking me, you know, is he a real person? And, and, you know, is it a gimmick? Is it a gag? No, it's just a guy called up. Really works for a duck company mm. called what is it called? Do we know? Um, something Love a duck. duck. Get a duck. But listen to this bombshell. Switch on our producer's microphone. What's what, happened? What's Nikki? the news today? Oh, we heard today that he's actually left Love a Duck and he's oh. going to work at Retrovision. Retrovision, lured by that proclaimer's jingle, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> People want fridges. <laughs> See, it doesn't have the same ring. It doesn't, does it? I reckon he'll be back. I oh, want extension cords. <laughs> It'll be like the Tin Machine album for him. He'll, he'll end up back at Love a Duck. I just know he will. All right. Well, we're not trying to bring you down, Tony Wilson, uh, with sadness. No, we're celebrating things today on Get This Forgotten Heroes. Can you think of any of those? Uh, this morning on our show on community radio, yes. Triple R, mm. uh, we celebrated because we played a Steve L track as well. I noticed you did in the last hour. See? See the... Building a bridge between Triple M and Community Radio, Steve Earle. <laughs> and we, uh, we we wondered whether he ever got teased with uh, Steve Urkel. And um, <laughs> Steve Urkel, I got some stats uh, from Sam Pang. He okay. did nine series on Family Matters. Okay, there's some sizzle. The full Urkel story. <laughs> Many other forgotten heroes. We're going to visit the International High Rollers Room. And if there's time, we're off to Serbia in this hour of Get This. Thank you very much, Pink. Thank you, Richard Marson, for pointing out that <laughs> we have a program going to air here at Triple M. We certainly do. It's the second hour of Get This. Business hates it. Oh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. It's actually quite popular. Oh, no, it's not, says Labor. Oh, all right. God, we've got guests. We've got Tony Wilson here. Just nattering on off air there, not realising that Pink was winding up. What were we talking about there? Uh, I think we are talking about Pink's need to make a living. Okay. Isn't it good that she's getting by? Of course. Author Tony Wilson, I like to say that because I'm a big fan of your novel, Players, still available, still in the shops. Uh, 
how is the, uh, well, I don't want to say sequel, but I know you're working on a second one. I am doing another one. This time it's about the tabloid media in London. And oh, basically right. a former sports person, this time a, a football soccer star, yes. an Australian in London, he gets involved in a sex scandal. Oh, oh right. And it's, uh, it's told from the point of view of the son going through his father's, going living with his father's sex scandal. Wow. And how, you know, what are the hard yards in the writing room like at the moment? Oh, uh, it's tough. I'm reading books mainly about um, tabloid journalists of the past. That's actually quite good fun. Of the okay. past. Like, the people, who, like, for example, um, Carrie Fisher went into rehab at one point and a tabloid journalist just uh, dresses in a white coat. Back in 82, Innocence yeah. Yeah. Uh, gets in the lift, wears the white coat, goes in to sort of, you know, check the temperature and that sort of thing in the hospital room. But really, she starts conducting an interview with <laughs> Carrie Fisher. <laughs> That's terrible behaviour. Wow. And who invented this kind of journalism? Do we go back to William Randolph Hearst? Is that? I think he did a lot of it. I, I'm not sort of doing the history of it. It's no. more I'm focusing more on the London experience, the yeah. sort of thing where I know that um, that Merv Hughes was uh, talking to a girl. He was single at the time, but yeah. uh, he was wearing a ring that his mother had given him. Right. Um, and basically, uh, a beautiful sort of busty uh, standard page three type offering arrives in the bar, <laughs> and then just three hours later. Um, the doors bash open in this bar and it's just light globes everywhere. And Fantastic. she's clearly in the pay. Right. And so I'll have that kind of scenario unfolding. But I think uh, I mentioned uh, William Hurst because his dad was George Hurst, of mm. course we see as the bad guy in Series 3 of Deadwood. I yes. agree. Yes. And I just find when I'm watching that, there's so many layers to Deadwood, but I just think of that as Rupert Murdoch because George Hurst oh. was the father of Randolph Hurst, who's the spiritual father of Rupert Murdoch. And I'm sure there's a lot of Murdoch jokes in Deadwood. That okay. You, remember when Hurst leaves and he's going... Yeah, I might just set up a newspaper here and make my own news. Well, that stuff. If you want to read a great story about Murdoch, um, Piers Morgan was an editor in the right. in England for a while, and and he got the job from Murdoch and was working for Murdoch, and, yeah. and just the way that he got the job—a big long walk on a beach with Rupert, sort of as this twenty-eight-year-old up-and-comer, and the expectation of what you deliver, and when Rupert's in the in the office, the panic that the newsroom has. Right, right. Uh, it's it's a terrific book, The Insider by was, Piers Morgan. Is he the one who? said that Rupert had a phrase which he said to all of his editors about the general public, which is, keep them angry, keep them stupid. Yeah, that, I think that is right. So he also... The um, idea is you keep people angry about things like the killer smiled in the courtroom. Look at this politician who's, who's having free feeds when he goes overseas. So you get angry about little things like that and you don't notice bigger things like global warming. And there was a, a very funny joke that was told by Stephen Fry in relation to mm -hmm. this particular editor, Piers Morgan. He said there was a new definition for the word countryside, <laughs> and that was the murder of Piers Morgan. Well, Morgan. Hello, there you go. <laughs> okay. Bob Franklin was telling that one the other day. <laughs> uh, and then keep him stupid is, oh, look at this dress that Nicole Kidman's bought on page three. See, and that's where I can't help but get sucked in. You know what I mean? <laughs> See? You get, a, you get a hot chick carrying a cat around, and I'll buy it, man. <laughs> Adelaide Advertiser, whatever it is. If it's like the, when the... You know, the races are on at the moment in Melbourne, I think, the Spring Carnival. And you open up a Melbourne paper at the moment, and you go, okay, Cavalier, you need to read about this election. You need to... Whoa, look at those. <laughs> man. That's how it works. Look at that dress. Woo. Keep them angry, keep them stupid, keep them going. Whoa. <laughs> and, of course, I just think a great thing with those tabloid papers would be to open it up, open up the editorial pages to the people who write into the 50-50 columns. Just for a day, let Phil Minge of Adelaide have an oh, editorial. Minge, the Minge, <laughs> or yeah. Joy Buttress of Dramana. Oh, She's a great contributor. Mm. Let her edit.
Okay. They are gems becoming personalities in their own right. Uh, I know it must be weird being a, a you know respected author, Tony, and looking down and seeing a copy of Tim Zoo as the gloves are off. That's nothing to do with you. <laughs> but we are going to be talking forgotten heroes. So get a few in the bank and let's talk about that next on Get This. Thank you, Queen. It's Get This. It's on Triple M. Tony Wilson is here, book writing author. How many books have you got out at the moment? Oh, well, I've got a few kids' books. Yes. One called Harry High Pants. I love Harry High Pants. It's a warning. I think it's a warning. And I've got one coming out called The Minister for Traffic Lights. He tries to introduce the fourth traffic light on an unsuspecting <laughs> wow. public as a cure for road rage, the mauve traffic light. When the lights turn mauve, you've got to get out and hug your fellow motorists. Oh. <laughs> well, there'll be letters to the... Now, you were saying off air you're a letter writer. You're not talking about letters uh, Phil Minch style to the newspaper. No, I write to... Like, for example, if a journalist writes something that's annoying, write directly to the journalist. Do you do that? Yeah. And how do you go with that? Oh, no one ever replies. I've also <laughs> written to the Pope um, to ask, because he said that hell really exists in the same week as he was talking about um, canonising the the deceased Pope. And oh, so yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I wrote to ask him whether there would be the possibility of any saints in hell, whether, whether the sainthoods <laughs> have gone wrong, right. and the person was actually judged by St Peter and God and others to go to hell, yeah. but actually um, they... They'd been the, the church had got it wrong while they were a lot, sort of uh, immediately after they died. And so he never got back. No, he never got never back. Never got back. I wrote to uh, the Jackass team <laughs> and asked them to do um, water polo with hammerhead sharks, um, <laughs> but they didn't get back. Um, apparently, Johnny Knoxville and uh, they go fishing with Steve O. Is that in Jackass Two yeah. or yeah. Jackass Four or whatever they're up to? But yeah. basically, they've done something better than water polo with hammerhead sharks. They've already stuck someone... They basically put Steve-O on the end of a hook right. and dipped him in shark-infested waters and went fishing with a guy with sharks. Wow. So, so, so they've trumped me. So when you sit down and you've got your to-do list, it's like, write to the Pope, write to Jackass. Who, who else is on that list? <laughs> I'm, I'm writing to the uh, president of Ethiopia because... Oh. Um, they they just had their year. Promised you some gold, did he? That's why they <laughs> hasn't come through. <laughs> they just had their year two thousand. Oh, uh, they, they're with the uh, instead of with being with the whatever calendar, the Julian calendar. They're with the Gregorian calendar. So oh, they've right. dropped some months, and they're they're, they're back in two thousand. So still. they they've been panicking about the millennium bug for the last <laughs> six months. <laughs> well, that's paragraphs one and two of the letter oh, to the president of Ethiopia. But the paragraphs three and four are to suggest that they've actually you know those nerdy letters that were written around the time of the Millennium saying, really, the celebration should be next year. You've got yes, to complete yes. the 2000th year. And really, the big the big year is into 2001. I said I'm worried that there won't be enough of those nerdy letters in Ethiopia and that really you've got to concentrate <laughs> on next year. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing? Nothing yet. Uh, nothing. 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 People are so rude. Uh, smoking is a big issue that people like to write into the papers about. Uh, those smoking bans, are they everywhere now? Does every state have them? Yeah, every pub, I think. Every pub and club, yeah. But isn't uh, South Australia behind the times there? Uh, No, South Australia, I think, has gone over to uh, the complete non-smoking. They had certain areas that were... They're not still on the Gregorian calendar. That's not what I'm suggesting. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember that when they started introducing the ban in in Victoria, um, people were talking about the high rollers room. (laughs) 
You could still have a smoke in the high rollers room. Have we got a report there, Rich? The ban makes it illegal to smoke in all pubs and clubs, the only exception being the international high rollers room at the city's generic casino. Casino manager Ron Throsby. Oh, look, I don't think Australians are going to be too put out if some bloke from, say, China wants to come out here and spark up a cigarette in the privacy, the sanctity, the sealed atmosphere of the international high rollers room. But isn't this sealed room exactly what regular pubs and clubs have been asking for? Yeah, but your local pub doesn't have an international high rollers room, does it? Until now. Dave Butcher is the bar manager of Wollongong's Kershaw Arms. Well, this is our new... In- Mecca, can you switch that music over, mate? Uh, this is our new international high rollers room. Please help yourself to a martini in Parmo. Oh, I'll tell you what, just as well we've bolted down the tin for the spastic kiddies. I've heard the Ocean's Eleven mob could be through later. But Mr Butcher, apart from that old bloke talking to himself at the bar dressed as a croupier and that Doug Parkinson lookalike dismantling an engine block on what looks to be a hand-drawn blackjack table, isn't this just your standard front bar? Uh, have you checked out the dice-shaped urinal cakes and the gents? Where are the international high rollers? Oh, well, that bloke with the scratchy tickets over at the pool table, I think he might be Vietnamese. Oh, and here comes one of our whales. <coughs> oh, Dave, eh? can we switch over from Jean de Florette to the trots? <coughs> <I've> got... <coughs> oh, sorry, uh, I'll be getting back to the Cote d'Azur to hook <coughs> up with Robbie Williams and Princess Mary. Oh, shit, Les has just won a, a million bucks in the trivia comp. Back at the casino, Ron Throsby continues to defend the policy. What about murder? Would you condone murder? Oh, look, I don't think Australians are going to kick up too much of a stink if some bloke from China wants to come out here and say, murder three people in the privacy of the International High Rollers Room. A view that has since spread to the wider community. When police entered the house where the killing spree occurred, they discovered what they described as a makeshift International High Rollers Room. And when members of the CIB raided this drug deal in progress atop a multi-storey car park in the city, they found three men using a portable international high rollers room in an attempt to evade prosecution. Step away from the roulette wheel. What about gambling? Would you condone gambling in the international high rollers room? No, no, of course we wouldn't. It's just somewhere to have a quiet smoke. That's over. Music, get us out of here quickly, Richard. Forgotten Heroes next. I'll get this. Oh, thank you very much, The Joker and the Thief. Wolf Mother here at Get This on Triple M. Tony Wilson is with us. He's got books in the shops. Just look for them. They've got his name on the front. You can't really miss them. It's fairly self-explanatory. Let's talk, though, Tony. Forgotten Heroes. Oh, there are so many, aren't there now? You know about sports and stuff. I'm assuming that's a whole Forgotten Heroes category unto itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking of one the other day. Uh, Olympic silver medalist Robert Cabas oh, became... Oh, yes. what was his story? He won in the 84 Olympics, and let's be honest about the 84 Olympics. The Eastern Bloc called it out. Yeah. Uh, they didn't go, mm. and so that right, gave the opportunities right, for, right. for young Greek Australians with hair on their shoulders to come through and overachieve. And, and, uh, 
And he was, uh, was he a clean and jerk man from memory? Both. He uh, he, was, he won he the overall, I think it was the light heavyweight title and uh, had the great moustache and the great hairline and the hair on the shoulders yeah. and went on, like myself, to write a children's book. So. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Well, he's a forgotten hero. The music. Let's have the music for everybody. Oh, lovely. Make it like the Oscars. I wasn't going to mention this bloke, and I don't know even what his name is, but he was a hero of mine when I was a kid, the weightlifter at the Commonwealth Games, and was it like 1972? Was that New Zealand? Or am there I just was thinking, one. No, no, you're right. There am, was. I, am I saying that just because I saw it in New Zealand? No, maybe, Tom, but what happened? That weightlifter They're guy. In Perth, I think. That you remember year. the bloke with the handlebar moustache and yeah. the glasses who held the weights over his head and then couldn't put them down <laughs> and just went straight over, bang, yeah. on the stage, and they rolled into the audience. Yeah, that guy's good. Later enshrined in a Mentis commercial, oh. I think it was. <laughs> He's a forgotten hero. Beautiful. Mr. Cavalli, who are you pointing at? I mean, where do you start with the Sheffield Shield, really? I mean, I've someone sent me in a number of playing cards here are some of the names. Dennis Hickey, here's yeah. Dean Hills, Carl Rackerman, yeah. Michael Divinuto still playing, still holding down the middle of the spot for Tassie, Brad McNamara. Yeah. But when I think of the Sheffield Shield, Tony, I go no further than Joe Scuderi. Oh. And I'm holding in my hot little hand here Tony Wilson, his uh, playing card from 1994, his Mercantile Mutual card, and it's meant to talk you up on the back. Like, if you see a Michael Jordan, you know, basketball card on the back, it says Michael Jordan's the single greatest <laughs> basketball player who ever played. You know, don't keep reading. Yes, he is. Just believe us. Divinuto? Divinuto says uh, um, space for rent on the back of his card. But Joe Scuderi's says injury, it starts like this. Injuries have reduced the effectiveness of this man. <laughs> All right, he could be in the pantheon. Now, let's not just keep it to sports. It could be anybody. What about Steve Britton? Mm. Who's he? The voiceover man who for years said, have you ever rented a video that wasn't quite right? Mm. That bloke. And I think he was the voice of Triple M for many years as as well. Forgotten hero. Mr. Marsland? I'm going to say Soy Bomb. Oh, Soy Bomb. Soy Bomb is the guy who came on stage when uh, Bob Dylan was performing at the Grammys many, many years ago and performed an interpretive dance. Yes. And I would have loved for him to get some endorsement deals or maybe a a sitcom role or something like that. It just seems that he was a one-off creation and never came back. It feels to me like he'll be back one day in a sitcom where he lives with serial pest Peter Hoare. Yes. (laughs) Two of them will get together. That's the sitcom, isn't it? It's Peter Hoare, uh, Soy Bomb. Pest and Bomb. Put it together. Pest and bomb on your ABC. God, heroes. I heard of one the other day. I was uh, was railing against the Annabelle principle and upset that that ad got a sequel. (laughs) And uh, I don't know if you remember, if you've seen that Annabelle principle. I haven't, Tony. It's about the further that you drive looking for petrol, the cheaper the petrol has to leave. Hang on a sec. And there's a guy with his daughter in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's my friend Travis Cotton in that. (laughs) Not his fault. No. Not blaming him or Annabelle necessarily, if you're listening. But I got a response. To that rail that said the the gobble dock, which also had a series. <laughs> yes. The guy who pitched the gobble dock pitched a movie. Wanted a movie with the the gobble dock, a feature length. <laughs> gobble dock. Oh, and, and swore that it was coming. And the gobble dock now, dearly departed, is a forgotten hero. Yeah, oh. give him the music. And you did mention Urkel earlier. There's a perfect example. And I can't believe that statistic you told us. Family Matters was on for how many years? Well, we found out this morning. Sam Payne did a call-in and it went for nine seasons. Nine seasons. The Office 2, Faulty Towers 2. 
Family Man has nine. With the <laughs> cop out of Die Hard as the dad. Oh, really? Right. Playing a cop. But wasn't uh, Dennis Franz the cop out? Oh, no, I'm thinking Die yeah, Hard 2. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. The friendly cop who was his uh, consoling ear for yeah, much of the, the time right. through the building. I can't remember that guy's name. He'll be on the Pantheon list, well, I'm sure. Uh, Jaleel White uh, was Steve Urkel. <laughs> Gary, I'm glad we've cleared <laughs> that up. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not sure of the father. I don't know, but he was in Die Hard. Mm. At the time, he was the Webster of a new generation, I thought. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and well, so what was the difference between Webster and the other guy from Different Strokes? Gary, Gary Coleman. And yeah, because essentially it's a similar kind of idea, isn't it? Little kid, cracking wise. Cheeks mainly, I think Arnold had bigger ones. Oh, really? <laughs> was right. Webster an orphan? Anyone can be a <laughs> forgotten Webster hero. Was Webster an orphan? Call <laughs> well, now. Anyone you'd like to nominate, one triple three five three. Get this. I know for a fact that they're not qualified. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's get this around the nation on Triple M. Tony Wilson is here. We're looking for forgotten heroes. Who's got one, Ed? Good day, Rad. How are you? Hey, boys. How are you? Excellent. Who's your forgotten hero? Um, Cecilia told me to say Kim Beasley... Um, <laughs> Straight away, but I just want to ask Tall Tony, the, the author. Yeah. How the hell did he know that get it get this was going to uh, be axed months ago? Oh. Uh, you know, you know everyone, God included. Oh, rad, dude! I wish you just said Kim Beasley. I really do. <laughs> Let's play the theme. There, there we go. I don't know. Were you saying that Tony Wilson is a forgotten hero? No, well, we're saying that Tony Wilson knows something that we don't. Maybe it's yeah. all those letters to the post. It's a bit shifty, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Rad's on to you. How many weeks is it? It's Three. Two, two weeks to go. It was announced four weeks ago. Oh, oh. thank you. I'm sorry, I meant to say a month ago. Yeah. So right. you there. You that up. Can't well, get that past Rad. A thank lot you, of bro. people are, are just suggesting that, in fact, it's the curse of Richard Marsland. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Previous right. shows, yeah. the Ann Wills program, gone. Yep. Tough yep. Love, yep. gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. gone. Late Date Show, gone. Gone. <laughs> Understanding 50, gone. Oh, see ya. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Rad. Good to talk to you. G'day, Christy. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> you forgotten hero? Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Oh. He's quite current, though, isn't he? Is he forgotten, though? Oh, well, ever since Tony did Teenagers, no one cares about him anymore. I mean, I can't stop listening to it. Oh, dear. (laughs) Really? So people don't like the Cockney versions, you say? No, they do, Tony. Oh, they do, but in your crowd, though. Well, I'm going to high school right now. It's all anyone's talking about, believe me. Wow. Tony, you're so hip with the kids. Yeah, you are. That's right. I certainly am. This is what I keep telling you. You need to you open a half pipe. You don't even have a fringe and you're in. Oh, wow. would, would you give him the hot 40? Uh, he could do that countdown, yeah. could you? Hey, kids, don't forget to <laughs> top up your super. Whoa. <laughs> I know what the kids are into. Absolutely. I can talk their lingo. Thanks, Christy. That's uh, okay. See you later. G'day, Michael. How are you? Uh, not bad, Ed. How are you? Excellent, mate. You forgotten hero? I was going to say fat cat. Oh, oh fat cat. Now, apparently got axed for failing to have a defined character. Yeah. All I know is he disappeared and never came back. That's yeah, right. it's so true. In mm. fact, uh, I worked in Adelaide at the at this TV station where they had Fat Cat, okay. where they filmed Fat Cat, and very and now and again you would see the Fat Cat suit being trotted out for Christmas parties, oh. being photographed in compromising positions. Oh, oh, no. By the way, I saw you on TV last night, Ed. Where? Where was he on? On Shandell Tales. On which one? Um, the Shandon. Oh, Shandon Pictures. Ah. I thought that wasn't... Is that gone to air already, has it? I thought that was... Some on demand on IQ. Oh, on demand right. on, on IQ. Demand. And how okay. would you rate his performance? Well, if you can keep your hand off your balls in the first scene. 
It's never happened yet. It's not going to happen this time. <laughs> Good on you, Michael. No, no worries, mate. Good to meet no, you. No, I'll miss you too. Uh, <laughs> All right, fathead, an ill-defined character. Who else has forgotten? G'day, Joel. How are you? G'day, boys. How are you? Excellent, man. Who's your forgotten hero? All right. You, uh, you, his name's Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. You guys might know him as uh, he was the sidekick in uh, to Bruce Willis in Moonlighting. Oh, right. yeah. I never yeah. watched Moonlighting. Uh, anyone here? Nobody's yeah, talking no, about Yeah, no, I do. I do. I used to watch Moonlighting. Didn't it? But he was the sidekick to, uh, he was also played Dudley Dawson, a.k.a. Booger, in Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, oh, he yes. Booger, yes, we all know Booger. Booger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hang on, he's still got a, quite a good career, Joel, because he looks quite different now. I think, and I may yeah. be wrong, wasn't he in the West Wing for an episode? He was. He was in Ray. He played. He was in Ray as he well, was in yeah. Ray, and also in Risky Business had the famous line, what the F. He was in Risky Business. <laughs> and also, I think, Joel, I think he may be popping up in Boston Legal. Yeah, and he was also in Better Off Dead. He was the guy that was sniffing snow on yeah. top of the hill there. There he oh, is. Oh, yes. Now we're getting goes, into this the... Is uh, pure snow. It's everywhere. Yeah. Okay, He'll be very... Have my brain. <laughs> Once go. the uh, savage Steve Holland over gets mentioned, uh, no songs get played on Triple M. Thank you very much, Joel. We, one more. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Hello. I'm fantastic. How are you? Excellent, man. Who's your uh, forgotten hero? Ben Fold for making sure that William Shatner's second album didn't suck quite as much as his first one. Oh, of course. It was something like 30 or 40 years between the albums, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, um, Transformed Man was done in 68, and then yeah. he took a very well-deserved um, break from the musical industry until yeah. uh, 2004. Mm. And he had Common People, Pulp uh, version, didn't That's he, right. on that album? Yeah, he did. It's actually, in a very, very, very weird way, it's kind of brilliant. Okay. I went to a university where William Shatner, you know, normally it's dignitaries and uh, priests and <laughs> mayors who get buildings named after them, but the general purpose building at McGill University in Montreal is called the William Shatner Building. He must have gone there. Yeah, <laughs> God. The William Shatner Building, mm. and then uh, they pull it down and put up the Patrick Stewart Building, and it's not quite as good <laughs> somehow. I don't know. Uh, these are great forgotten heroes. But we've got to visit Serbia, believe it or not. We've got a lot to do on this program. That'll be next on Get This. All this feels strange and untrue And I won't waste a minute without you That's Snow Patrol. I think it is, yes, here at Get This, Around the Nation on Triple M. Tony Wilson is here um, talking about, you know, do you often on your program, on the community radio, do you get accused of neglecting certain aspects of your listeners, you know, like certain groups are not represented on the program? I guess so. The, I think we neglect the zero to 20-year-old group. I think we've, we've got older. Mm. As uh, Triple R's been going for th- th- 30 years now. Wow. And and so basically, I think that the the, the audience has got older with us, right? Okay, and of course, a lot of the uh, staff have ended up here, um, but we're accused uh, quite often of neglecting our Serbian listeners, <laughs> aren't we, Rich? Have we ever had any news from Serbia on this show before? Not a shout yet. out to my homeboy Alice Jurella from high school, who's from right. Serbia. Fan of throwing bricks. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Well, I don't think this is offensive. Listen, a life-size marble statue of former Page Three girl Samantha Fox <laughs> is to be erected in Serbia <laughs> after she agreed to sing at a pop festival. It's that simple, oh, that's apparently. Locals in such and such raised the money to show the nineteen eighties <laughs> model. Where, hang on, where's such and such? I'm done. Nah, gonna... go. Have a go. It's C-A-C-A-K. I can't pronounce that. That's a kakaka. 
<laughs> really, that's not offensive at all? <laughs> no, it's all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Locals in the town of Ballsack raised the money to show the 1980s model turned pop star how delighted they were with her visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan Obrad Banovic said, We well love her. She is authentic sex symbol of 1980s, so why shouldn't we have monument to her? Other towns have their heroes in parks. Why can't we? So true. <laughs> it also comes after the northern Serbian village of something or other. Nah, come on. <laughs> Give it a go. Zetiste, would that be it? <laughs> How many Zeds? Uh, people pulling up out the front of the station. <laughs> More Zeds than would seem necessary is the answer. This town decided to put up a statue of Hollywood film character Rocky. Oh. <laughs> a statue of Rocky. Outstanding. She, you know, we only ever hear the bad stories out of yeah. Serbia. Mm. You know, the violence, the mm. carnage, the endless emails promising great amounts of money for you to invest immediately. Yes. <laughs> we don't see the good stuff. The footage of war-torn villages emerging from their houses to see the unveiling of the Rocky statue. (laughs) The ticker tape parades for the monument to Dom DeLuise in Cannonball Run. The national holiday, an hour of silence to celebrate the memory of Don Knotts and the ghost of Mr Chicken. I'm behind that one. The statue of Screech. The parade for Lamal, the portrait in sign writing of Andrew Ridgely, and the Mount Rushmore-style carvings of the cast of Eight is Enough. About time. Why don't we see them on CNN? Thanks to a recent promotional visit, the national anthem of Serbia is now the theme to Laverne and Shirley. (laughs) That's good news. I'm not joking. But no more Schlobberdam. Republic of Serbia. Beautiful, isn't it? That's, uh, that might be the first national anthem in the top ten. And if any other bordering nations are offended, mm-hmm. just write in and we'll record an anthem for you as well. <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone to feel left out. That's there are plenty of other TV theme tunes <laughs> going back. Okay, time to sign off. Tony Wilson, thanks for sitting in for the hour. And thanks for being such a great contributor over the last two years. Thanks. Oh, Thank you, guys. Thanks, I'm going to miss you. Whatever time slot you have dominated over the last couple of years. Well, we'll be... Oh, it's that quick. Thank you, everyone who's been on the show today, everyone who contributes. Only time for a quick key phrase. Uh, I guess it's pest and bomb. Thanks, Tony. And we'll be back on Monday with Lemo. That's right. He's going to be here. And I guess Ed's going to be doing drive. Wow. Quite possibly it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara huge pulling power. And don't forget the China Hutch. Now it's all out in you now. How come?